Whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you're producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com, the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. That's why you got to just keep going because it's always going to work out, but it may not work out the way you think it's going to work out, right? So you got to give it time to like, you know, move through the evolution of what it's going to do. You got to pick yourself up, go backwards and slam yourself at the wall like 500 more times until the wall crumbles. 25% of middle school girls already believe they'll never achieve their dream career. career. Hi, I'm Kara Golden, founder and CEO of Hint. Hint. And you're listening to Unstoppable, a podcast spotlighting the journeys of inspiring entrepreneurs. I believe that at its core, leadership is about constantly learning from the people around you. And I'm so inspired by the conversations we're having in our upcoming episodes and can't wait to share them with you. This season, some of my guests include Rebecca Minkoff, fashion designer and founder of the Female Founder Collective, Diana Kaff, author of Girls Who Run the World, Andrew Dudham, founder of Hymns, and Eugene Rem, co-founder of Rumble Fitness, and much, much more. Plus, we ask the million-dollar question, what does it really take to be unstoppable? Unstoppable. Unstoppable. Let's find out. Hi, everybody. It's Kara at Unstoppable. I'm super excited. I have one of my oldest friends here and also incredible entrepreneur. I'm so excited that I was able to get her on today. Christy Ross. Welcome, Christy. Thank you, Kara. I'm so excited to be here. Just love you. Love what you're doing. So I'm excited. Oh, you too. So excited. So Christy is the founder and CEO of Planted Places. 
And we're going to talk a little bit about Christy's journey, but just to give you a little bit of background, she's a seasoned entrepreneur with over 25 years of experience and technology. I want to say you may or may not be able to see her, but she looks like she's 25, not 25 (laughs) years of experience, but she's had lots of incredible companies that she's worked with and started her own company as well primarily in in the consumer e-commerce space as well as finance technology. But she started this company back in, what year was that? The Great Entertaining? Oh, wow. Yeah, that was like 1997, 1998. Yeah. Wow. So the, the end of the 90s, incredible parties in e-commerce parties company, pretty much the first one that was doing packaging them up. It was a brilliant idea. It was pre-PayPal, if you remember that. It was like, oh my God, we had to build everything from scratch. Yeah, it was was wild. Based in San Francisco. Anyway, Christy's been at Intuit. She's uh, Bill.com. Like I said, PayPal. She's done a bit there as well. And she really looked at kind of the space that she'll talk to us a little bit about as, you know, kind of following her passion. I mean, she's always fun to talk about her and kind of what her what she's always enjoyed. It's always been lots of other stuff. And also she's always gardening and doing these incredible things and pulling me to the sunset house down in, <laughs> you know, Palo Alto or Menlo, you know, just to go see what's going on. She's just always been really excited about it. So I'm excited that she's able to take that passion and really develop a business around it. And she went to Harvard Business School. She was actually recently was in a competition there and she was a finalist at the 2020 Harvard New Venture Competition, which is super, super cool. And yeah, I mean, she's great. And I can't wait to sort of hear her thoughts and advice and just, she's a real leader. So I'm very, very excited to have her here. So welcome, welcome. But first of all, tell me just a little bit about like, how did you decide to really launch Planted Places? Great question. There's so many different kind of reasons why I did this. And, you know, you said the word passion. That was a, that was a big driver. I mean, you know, you talked a lot about my career and what I've done. And, you know, I did spend when I, I always say when I'm starting a business myself, I do e-commerce or I do a consumer focus. But if I'm working for a company, it's in finance technology. It just always seems to be this trend I had. But I really wanted to do something that was focused on consumers, solving a problem, something I was passionate about. And gardening is really one of those areas for me. And really, it's really interesting, but a lot of it was around what had happened with technology. Because it is true that I, I do love technology and where that converges. And, you know, when I started my first company, you know, we didn't have anything. We didn't, you know, everything was like ground up, right? I mean, I think we called like blogs bulletin boards. I mean, it was crazy back then. So it was one of those things where I was working for PayPal and I like literally was doing this competitive review of all like Shopify and Magento and all those different things. And like within 20 minutes and like $25 later, I was like, oh my God, I'm on the web for business. And this is, this was, you know, a couple years ago. And I was like, okay, wow, that was like a million dollars and a hundred (laughs) people back in, you know, 98 or whatever. So that's it. I'm doing it. Like, I don't, you know, I'm going to just jump in with this passion of mine and I'm going to kind of figure it out like all entrepreneurs do. So um, that's kind of where the whole thing started. Wow. But the gardening side of it, I mean, you were always like, that's what you were doing like on weekends, right? I mean, that's my happy place. Yeah. And so how did you decide to put those two things together though, like as a business? 
Yeah, you know, it's funny, you know, a lot of this, a lot of times, especially, you know, this is my second company I've done, you know, you really have to love what you're doing, right? I mean, and you know this, right, better than anybody, where it's like, you're, there's a lot of highs and lows, and you really want to pick something where it's like, I, you know, when the going gets like, I'm going to figure this out, right? And so I wanted something I was really passionate about. But I also feel like from the health side of standpoint, and just kind of the environment, everything that's going on in our world, it is important. Like gardening, nature, the environment, that stuff is super. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long, term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is The Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell, or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. 
And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of The Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for The Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. Important. And it's one of those things that, you know, when you do it, like when you're out there in the garden, it doesn't matter. You could be on your container pots, on your deck, wherever it is. There is just something magical about that. And this is going to sound really funny, but you know, when you're gardening, like I always have, and you get it right, you know, like you get the right plants and the right location and it's low maintenance. Like all of a sudden you're like, jam. I got it. I figured it out. And, you know, and I always would be talking to people and they're like, oh, I, I have brown thumb. That's not for me. I can't do that. I'd love to learn, but I can't do it. And that was really where the idea was like, you know what, but this actually, like, I want to bring this to people. And so that's kind of where it started, which is like, let me figure, let me go work with growers. Let me get like plant collections and let me figure this out for people. And so they're buying these products on my website and I'm kind of sending it to them. And then it kind of morphed into living walls because it was kind of like, I really want to give people the ability who are living in a small space. You know, not everybody has a big yard, big garden. So it's like living walls are huge. I mean, there's so many health benefits to that. And so, you know, so then I really kind of evolved that into kits, garden kits for living walls. And this is an interesting journey. And I'm sure many entrepreneurs can talk about this, but what happened along the way was as I was doing that, I started getting people going, okay, I love what you're doing, but can you do it for me? Mm-hmm. You know, I want you to do it for me. And I was like, Ooh, I want to teach you how to do it. But like, no, I want you to do. It. So I was in this interesting, you know, and as an entrepreneur, you're getting the revenue coming in, they're paying you. So you're like, okay. But what was happening with me was I was like, I'm glad I'm doing this, but I really, I want to bring this to more people. And when you're doing custom walls, you're kind of limited, right? To the people who can afford it. And, and also you're limited geographically. And so I had this client and we were doing this beautiful succulent wall. I mean, it was like 14 feet by five feet high. Like it was this beautiful wall and she had a raised bed underneath it. And she was like, oh, I'm trying to figure out what to do over that corner. And I'm like, let's grow produce on that. Cause you got the raised bed there. Let's, and she's like, Oh my God, I would love to do that. How do we do that? And I was laughing. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> and so that was kind of the birth of my, my kind of where I brought the company to is I thought if I can figure out how you grow organic produce, living soil. You got to be using soil because that's really the healthiest way to do it. If I can figure out how to do that, 
on a wall, like that solves so many problems for people. And so I kind of went to work on that. I, I basically kept doing my ornamental side of my business, but I was an R&D hub on the other side, right? Trying to figure that out. Um, partnered with, with some growers, did a bunch of testing, designed a system. And lo and behold, here we are today where I've kind of separated my business out. I've got my ornamental business and I got my farm wall business. That's awesome. So there yeah. was no like book that you could like go to. I mean, there were a lot of different books, right? For yeah. different pieces of it or you know, different websites and stuff that you were looking at. I mean, I love that because people are always like, oh, you know, I wish I could go to one place to sort of learn this. And I'm like, that's what entrepreneurism is all about. Like, there's no go here and do this. Otherwise, like someone would have done it before. So I think like that's what's so great what you did. Well, and it's so true. And you know what's funny too is everybody is so different, right? How they learn, what is, you know, kind of specific for their business. And, you know, honestly, the one thing that probably helped me more than anything was kind of going, I got to get out of my head, right? Like so many entrepreneurs stand in their way, right? And it was one of these things where I was listening. I would always listen to podcasts, you know, I'd be driving to different, you know, conferences, sites, and I'd be, I had my podcast on, I'm listening to them. And there was this guy that came on one time and he just started talking about kind of like getting out of your mind, right? Get out of your head. You know, you're in, you're sitting there living in fear and all these things and you don't even know it but it's basically causing you to make decisions and do things that are just, you're in your way. That was so pivotal for me because I was like, I'm doing that, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. I mean, as you know, my book mm-hmm. is a lot about this and about, you know, it's called Undaunted, Overcoming Doubts and Doubters. And I talk about this all the time that, you know, people used to, when I'd be out speaking, people would say to me, oh, you're fearless. You're just totally different or you know, you don't have any doubts. And I think I blurted out at one point a couple of years ago, like, you have no idea who I am. And I was like, I have doubts every single day. And I have all of these times mm-hmm. along the way where everything was going great. And then it collapses. Yep. And then I'm like, you know, and then you have to figure out, like, where is that little grain of good? And where can I take that? And like, that is the story of, you know, good entrepreneurs that it's like, when you really hear their stories, they have plenty of like down days and plenty of failures, Mm -hmm. right along the way. And they just have to keep getting up and making decisions. And sometimes the decisions aren't easy. You know, you've got to let people go or you've got Mm -hmm. to, you know, talk to suppliers about really hard things or raise money or whatever. Like there's just a lot of components to it. So I think people hear these stories, they start to feel less alone too. And, you know, it doesn't really matter what the industry is, whether you're doing water or, you know, Mm -hmm. organic farms or widgets of any sort. It's like, it's all kind of the same thing. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting too, about what you're saying, it's, it's also, you're the leader of the company, right? So you got like, you might be having one of those days where you've got doubts and, and you've got to stand up in front of everybody and, and be that cheerleader and keep everybody going. I and mean, especially now with, you know, what we're going through with COVID and those are the things people don't talk about, right? I mean, those are the things yeah. where it's like, you know, you got to be strong for everybody else too. And I think that's something that... Yeah, no, I think it's it's really critical. So the model on this, so, you know, you went during COVID. I mean, you were already kind of researching it even yeah. before COVID. 
Yeah. I mean, I laugh, Kara, because I always think, God, you know what? This is so true, but like business will move. In, that's why you got to just keep going because it's always going to work out, but it may not work out the way you think it's going to work out, right? So you got to give it time to like, you know, move through the evolution of what it's going to do. And so I always laugh and say, God, I wish I was like six months ahead of myself because when COVID hit, you know, I was still building a lot of my backend systems, you know, to be able to yeah. scale and do things. And I was like, oh God, I can't bring on people too fast, right? But it was so timely because you know, think about it now more than ever, people are kind of like, you know, there was a while there in like March and April where it was like the grocery stores were empty. I mean, I remember one time I went to Whole Foods and I took a picture because the entire produce section was empty. And I was like, oh my God, you know, that's a little weird, right? And so it was part of it was, you know, cleanliness, people, where's my food coming from? So you have that safety issue, but then there's just a whole larger issue up there in terms of our supply chain. And, you know, there's data out there. In fact, we're writing a blog about this right now, but there's like 60 years of basically like topsoil left, you know, in the U.S. for farming. Wow. So it's like, it's big. It's, I mean, I can't wait for this blog to come out because we're, you know, we're researching a lot about this and it's a big deal. So people need to learn, you know, kind of what does it mean to grow in soil? Yeah. And people just don't understand yeah. that and the importance of it, you know, and the vitamins right. and everything right. that's exactly. coming to you. That's incredible. So you're on a, so it's a subscription box program. Tell me, yeah. Tell me about the business model. Yeah. I mean, so it's interesting because this is such great timing because, you know, we have, we're basically evolving into this new subscription business as well. So what we've been doing is we sell a farm wall and with it comes a membership. And what that basically means is this farm wall is a self-standing, you know, self-irrigating, you basically lug it in, or you can use a solar panel and you, we send you seedlings year round and you're farming off a wall, right? And you, so you can be doing That's amazing. It. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But the membership's important because, you know, number one, we obviously, we give you seedlings and soil and the things that you need, but we're coaching you because we're really focused on people that want to learn how to grow food, but don't know because the people that know how to grow food, they're going to buy it because they know, and they see, Oh God, I don't have to bend over. I don't have to mend the soil. This is awesome. Right. But I really want to expand that market. Okay. I love the stat. There, since COVID, as of June, since COVID started, 16 million new food gardeners, which basically is people growing food under the age of 35 since COVID. So basically between March 14th and June, 16 million new people under the age of 35 growing food. And um, so there's That's incredible, huge demand. Yeah. And so basically what was happening is, you know, in order to get started, you do purchase, it's kind of like the Peloton, you buy your bike, right? You, you know, you, you buy your farm wall and then you start. And what I was noticing when we were out in the marketplace, a lot of demand and a lot of people really nervous about just confidence around, yeah. I don't think I can do that. Like that is beautiful in your Instagram pictures and all this stuff, but I don't think I can do that. Like I have a brown thumb. And so it kind of just had this epiphany where I'm like, oh my God, I need to flip this over on its head. And I need to launch a box subscription, which basically lets people baby step into it, right? Like we're going to send you seedlings. We're going to send you living soil. We're going to send you grow pots and we're going to take you through the seasons. So you can actually learn how to grow food. And, you know, like in April, we're going to send you tomatoes in a large grow pot. So you can learn like how do you grow tomatoes differently? And we're going to teach you all that using the farm wall. And so eventually, you know, you get your confidence up and you want to grow more, you're going to elevate up to the farm wall. But we're going to reach many more people, right? That, you know, maybe maybe they don't want to pay for farm wall. They, maybe they don't have the ideal space, you know, but they do have space for some grow pots, that kind of thing. So super exciting. That's awesome. What do you think is your biggest challenge? Wow, it's, it's a great question because there's, there's always a lot of challenges, right? So, you know, I would say it is scale. 
And I, what I mean by that is these are live products. So this is different than probably other subscription kind of businesses. Like if you think, I mean, everybody probably gets the coffee, right? You get your coffee or you get your, your dog food. You've got your things that come once a month to you. Your hint. Your hint your subscription. Hint. Yes. <laughs> of course. I've been doing that for years. I love that. But I got well, but it does have a shelf life. Yours has a, yeah, yours does have, but it's a little longer than like I have, like ours is, you know, literally a week, like it's a week, right? That's and hard, so yeah. we get the seedlings. Yeah. So they're not seeds. I mean, our whole point is we got to get you to harvest quickly. Right. And so, and that's part of it. And you're a new, um, if you're a new farmer, right? Like you don't want to wait six weeks, eight weeks for that seed to pop into something. You want two, three weeks, you know what I mean? And so that's the importance. And so what I'm doing is I'm, you know, I'm going to be working with growers and I'm currently doing that where these guys are growing for me and then they're, they're shipping out for me too. And so that's, that's kind of, once you get that network of growers right across the U S you're really dialed in. So, you know, I can get people in Florida we're basically looking at our tomatoes going, okay, they're done in the next month. Florida is just kicking off, right? I mean, I don't say kicking off, but like they're still going strong, right? Arizona still going strong. So people are doing different things. And so it's important to have that network. So that would probably be like, that's the thing that I don't know if it keeps me up at night. I've learned not to stay up at night with these things. <laughs> you know what I think is so fascinating about your experience though, too, is that, you know, you've worked in a bunch of different companies and obviously went to business school too, but since graduating from college. And I feel like you've probably collected lots of things from like big companies that were great, you know, everything from Intuit to, you know, starting your own company. And now you're going and starting this company. And I feel like I was actually doing an interview earlier and talking to some press about, you know, the fact, like I started Hint in my late thirties, you know, and people like think that entrepreneurs, like they graduate from college and then they do it. And people are like putting these doubts in their own mind. Like I can't go do something right. right? Like they're sitting at home, their existing role is not going to necessarily be conducive to, you know, or maybe they're just not really that interested or maybe the company is laying people off or whatever. Like, I mean, I'm always saying like, whatever age or the fact that you've never done a company should not be the thing that, you know, is your wall and stopping you from doing it. You know, I feel like we've had, all of us have had so many years of experience too, but also like in big companies and small companies that like, we know that there's no magic. You just have to be willing and somewhat crazy enough to go and try all of these. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. That's so interesting you say that because it's kind of like you take that learning, like every place that you go or you are, like you're just kind of picking up lessons, picking up lessons. Right. But then I always tell myself, like, I am always going to be a student. Like, totally. you know, it was funny when I was at bill.com, I was there like kind of one of the early executives and then was there for about five years and left. Like we were 40 customers when I got there and left and we were 10,000. So it was like, so I was kind of there through all that growth and, but it was B2B. Right. So it's like, I start my, you know, my consumer business and I'm like, okay, this is different. Chris go be a student again, you know, and I like popped in social media market world. Here I come, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm like, it just kind of, and so I think that's a big thing for entrepreneurism, right? Like you're always going to learn, you're taking your lessons, but man, don't always think you know everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think also, I mean, you and I have talked about this too. I think also when you're trying to figure things out and you're starting a new company and, mm -hmm. you know, I always talk about, I think you have a little bit of experienced people, but also people that are really passionate and want to dig in and learn because you really have to do a lot of the research and try and put two and two together because things are not necessarily like 
they're not going to be laid out nice for you. Otherwise they would have already been done. And so you have to like get people who are willing to just go and be the bees and try and go and figure a lot of this stuff out. But I also feel like, you know, I always say it inside my own company that you hire people who are, you know, smarter or people that you know something that you don't know because you'll remain as an entrepreneur educated. And just, you know, if you're sitting there, the one that is always educating people, actually them being versus being educated, it's just like, you don't stay motivated. You get frustrated, right? Yeah, it's such a good point. You want people who are telling you something that you don't know and also, you know, reaching out to a network of your friends that you've known through all of these different roles. Like, how do I do this? Or, you know, whether it's like raise money or PR or whatever. I mean, just mm-hmm. find your network too and and just, you know, reach out. Yeah, network is so important. In fact, you know what, Kara, this totally reminds me of when I was starting my company the first one, you know, back in the late nineties. And I remember like, this is completely plays out exactly what you just said. I remember going to you back then and going, Oh my God, I need to find someone who does this. And and you were just, you got that Rolodex out. <laughs> and I remember you just made those introductions. And honestly, like that was the difference in getting yeah. into that next level. You know what I mean? It's truly going, reaching out and finding those networks. Yeah. Well, I think like, that's the thing that I found was like, so unique is like the tech industry was very much like, I feel like that's where I learned that like networks were kind of like, and it was okay not to have all the answers. It was like solving a puzzle that never really ended, kept building on it. And that's sort of how I describe entrepreneurism today. I really do believe that it's like, you know, the best entrepreneurs view it is it doesn't end. It's just like, there's just more and more you know, you can only see so far maybe, but it just keeps adding on and you have to sort of enjoy that. If you're somebody who wants to solve the puzzle and, you know, sell your company tomorrow or whatever, the likelihood of you actually reaching that goal is very low, right? Instead, you should be sitting here saying, we're building it, you know, we're moving it in this direction. And yeah, no, and it's true. And it's kind of like knowing what the ending is going to be. Okay. I need to know how what that story is going to end like. Like, well, actually you don't know because it's an ever evolving yeah. story and it will change. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. No, it's, it's so, so true. So best advice you've ever received. Oh, wow. This is kind of a more recent one because of course we've all had a lot of advice along the way, but it's really kind of like a little affirmation or a kind of a, something I say to myself when it's like, cause you know, we've been throwing some doozies in the last couple of months, right. In terms of the COVID and everything going on. And so what I tell myself when I'm sitting there and it's like, okay, you know, it's going the way I don't want it to go. You know, I'll say to myself, everything always has been, is now, and will be just fine. That's what I tell myself. And I got to tell you, it's magic. I say it out loud. I slow down. I say it out loud really slowly. And it's weird. It just puts that switch in your head and like, okay, go to work. You know what I mean? But I mean, that sounds kind of... (laughs) I think think that's totally true. I mean, I do that. I don't say that exact thing, but I do that actually for me, especially lately, like even when COVID hit for me, I mean, we were running hints during the 2009 financial crisis and, you know, it was a big, big time for me. And so I actually like walked into COVID when I was watching a lot of people just like fall and just freaking out. And I think for me, actually having been through some other challenging periods, you know, between the financial crisis, mm-hmm. 9-11, I mean, like lots of things, I was able to be like, it's not good, but it's going to be okay. But I can't exactly 
you know, the, the windshield is not cleaning properly. No, like I felt like (laughs) I could kind of see through, but it was like definitely, but there were so many things that are different from these other periods and so many things that are similar. But I think more than anything, to your point, it's like, I knew it was going to be okay. It's just, it was going to be rocky and there were going to be aspects that were going to be rocky. And we had to focus on parts that were, you know, that we knew we could keep moving forward and more than anything. Yeah, so true. It's kind of like trying not to have too many expectations. I mean, we were talking about this right before the, the call started, which is this whole concept of, you know, because of COVID and everything is so up in the air, like I try not to have too many expectations because you don't know what's going to happen, right? You're kind of like, okay, is my grower, like, is there going to be a fire up in Sonoma where some of my growers are and they're going to shut, like, you know, you constantly contingency plan, contingency plan. Like I feel like I'm constantly in that state so that you're ready. (laughs) Well, and that's a, and that's a really good point. I mean, I think that, you know, for us, I always, I mean, contingency plans are something that, I don't know, you don't really normally write those into business plans when you're a brand new Mm -hmm. entrepreneur. But I think the idea of having a little bit of paranoia and certainly through COVID, I think we've all like learned that. I mean, I think that definitely it will be a question going forward. Like, how did you, you know, handle, how did you grow your business? What do you think you did wrong? I think the authenticity of you being able to own things during this really challenging time will actually speak volumes to who you are as a leader, no matter what size. Like, I think everybody's had challenges and they've been different and anything. Right. And I, I just, I think too, like, it's so like, just positivity is so important, especially in times like this, right? It's kind of, there's always two sides, right? I mean, you've, this is yeah. something people always talk about, but there's just two sides to it. And I, part of me is like, you know what, I'm going to like, you know, launch a brand new kind of product and business model and actually kind of take this company to a whole nother level. Like, in you know, like in the middle of a pandemic, like that's crazy. Like a lot of people might think that, like you're crazy. But I'm like, no, actually, this is the right time to do it. You know, so it's totally the right time to do it. So I always ask this one last question: What makes you unstoppable? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, I mean, you know me so well. I, you know, I just, I just keep going. I mean, like, I just think of so many. It's like you just keep going. This is, it's, it's probably not the best answer, but it's kind of my answer. I mean. I just keep going. Nothing really stops me. You just, you kind of figure it out. I mean, you're going to have your down days, but you just just keep going. Right. And, and you don't look at things as failures. They're just lessons. You know, there's, there's, there's no failures. It's like, okay. Like, you know, we had something happen last week in the business and I was like, and everybody's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, Hey, you know what guys, it's just one big lesson, you know, and this is great. Now we know next time and then let's move forward. Right. That's not, yeah. So true. Yeah. And it's totally the right way to look at things. So where do people find, so Planted Places, obviously, if you haven't visited, it's plantedplaces.com. And where do people find Christy Ross on social? Wow. You know, I'm in LinkedIn. Um, just my name, Christy Ross, LinkedIn. I think it's like, I got a LinkedIn like way early in life. So I actually have my name. <laughs> and um, yeah. Christy Ross. Right. So just C-H-R-I-S-T-Y Ross, R-O-S-S. Yeah. And I just post Instagram, Facebook, Planet Places. I, I, I do it all through my, my business. So yeah. And, and I'm huge on Pinterest, but that's, that's slightly different, but yeah. And they're beautiful. Like if you want to dream about the perfect garden and sort of what could be with the farming, I mean, you do such a nice job. So you really 
you're a good teacher on that. Definitely. Yeah, it's fun. I love it. I love it. Well, thanks everybody. And if you liked this podcast, definitely give it great reviews and subscribe and share it and tell everybody about it. We're here every Monday and Wednesday and hoping to inspire lots of people to learn and keep going and keep trying as Christy was saying. So anyway, thanks everybody. Have a great week. like what you heard, please help spread the word and leave us a review. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to spotlight? Please talk to me at Kara Golden on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, be unstoppable. Unstoppable. unstoppable.